This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Welcome back to another episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. With me, as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Eric Branson and Ryan Steiskel. Gentlemen, how you doing? I'm doing okay. <laughs> More or less the same, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually exhausted. We got a, got a sick kid. One week back in school, and he's already uh, got the flu or something. It's, it's or definitely something. not COVID, because yeah. he... Well, yeah, and I wanted to set that straight. Definitely not COVID, because he had that in July, so it's... Uh, yeah, that'd be I don't think we're even to the point where he could have that again, but... Yeah. Uh, and if it is, he's um, going to be a statistical anomaly, which, you know, happens around here lately, but I'm optimistic it's not. So. Well, like we were saying before we recorded, I, I wonder if we're going to start seeing more of this again, because, you know, last year we, we got away with not having much of a flu season, which was cool. Uh, but mm-hmm. I wonder if more people going back and things laxing up a little bit, if we're going to start seeing a lot more. That's my prediction, is that we're going to see more. My armchair prediction. <laughs> I know nothing that yeah. I'm talking about. But yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it'll be like a, a more regular cold and flu season, I assume, on top of having to deal with COVID as a presence, yeah. ongoing presence. But Yeah, mask up. Anyway, I mean, it definitely adds. <laughs> well, I've been, I like the movie. I've been uh, housebound for yeah. a year prior to the pandemic and a year, well, the the year following the pandemic. So, or because it's still going on, it's weird to word it that way. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't think it is, but um, it fucking is. So, it's always that same, like, have I become a man that lives between walls? Or am I just this fucking dude who's just terrified of uh, leaving the house? And it's not even because of pandemic. So people just well, people are just yeah, awful. Yeah. I'm not scared. Of, that's the thing. Is like I'm not scared of the 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 virus. I am scared of the virus, but I'm vaccinated. I'm I'm not scared of the virus. It's just seeing how people handle the virus, which majority was poorly. Shows like wow, people are like horribly self-centered and aggressive oh dude i'm so much more scared not, scared's not the word but worried about people now it's, yeah it's, people have disappointed me profoundly like to the point where it's had an effect on my <laughs> oh sure none of you li- none of the listeners of the video junkyard podcast of course but you know, well uh, i was <laughs> i was chatting with an old friend uh this weekend and, and we were talking he was mentioning how he lives out in california and about how you know, uh, before the pandemic, you know, he was traveling everywhere for work and then they'd get together with friends like almost every night. They're always doing something. They're always going to these things because it's California. There's shit going on. Um, and he's like, and then everybody gets home, you know, stuck at home for a while. He said the first month was weird. Like it was stressful because I wanted to get out. I, 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 you know, he goes, but now, now things are opening up and I don't want to do anything. I don't want to yeah. go back. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that in myself as well. Like, oh yeah, I used to I've love. I become an agoraphobic, essentially. Yeah, not I just really, not smaller groups are more appealing now. Yeah, well, people's yeah. people's you find that the big biggest fucking thing to be afraid of 
It's just like people's indifference of other people in general. It's just like, yeah, you think someone's going to like come out and like stab you or kill you? I'm like, no, I just know that nobody would fucking do anything if they did. It's like, yeah, <laughs> like, like, oh, not my problem. I don't. They were telling me to chest. suck it up and just walk it off. And it's just like, yeah, it's like, We've why are you being everything. an inconvenience to me? We've How seen... does you being stabbed in the chest affect me in any way? Just fuck off and don't. Bleed Excuse on me, me. your like... dying body is blocking uh, my freedom <laughs> to get the things that I want to get. <laughs> like, well, just think please about don't it. bleed all over the entrance to Applebee's. <laughs> in the last four years, this is why I don't go to Applebee's. <laughs> a lot of reasons. Um, yeah, it's th- one of many. But yeah, in the last four to five years now, we've we've seen people politicize sexual assault, uh, hate crimes, and. A, a pandemic and on and on and on or it's just like wow i don't want to be around large groups of people anymore if they if this is how we've become you yeah. know where where people are going to question scientists about a pandemic based on what you saw on youtube wow we we have become the walking prediction of carl sagan it's not even yeah. it's, so people say youtube but it's not even it's even worse than that where people are just like, well, I saw a suggested Facebook ad for a group that uh, is run by three people who po- made one post saying that it is bad, and now I'm I don't know whether or not I can trust it. Like, yeah, what did well, it say? Like, it said it the, the, my, the vaccine's bad. That's it. That's all. The my it pillow said. guy, you know, the my pillow guy says, uh, <laughs> yeah, knows well, all that stuff about the secrets behind the election conspiracy, and you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, and he makes a good pillow, so. Yeah, his pillow's co- it, it's it's comfy. I like it, so I'm gonna listen to him about that stuff. So I he comforts anyway. me at night, so he's gonna comfort <laughs> my political worries as well by by throwing gasoline on fire. God. <laughs> it, it just shows how desperate they are for for people are for like a voice when they're going to my pillow guy for um, you know, as for the leader. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And now we take a quick break to let you know about some other excellent podcasts that you should check out. I would like to invite you to take a trip across all of time and space. Join us in the police box as we discuss the worlds of Doctor Who in a completely random order. We discuss it all. TV stories, audio adventures, novels, nonfiction books, and on and on. I'm your host, Eric Branson. I would be very happy if you join me for the Police Box in the Junkyard podcast. The Police Box in the Junkyard podcast is a proud partner of the Video Junkyard podcast and can be found on most major podcast platforms including SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Spotify. Hello fellow time travelers, I'm Tony Witt with the Doctor Who Target Book Club podcast, the podcast in which we undertake the insert adjective here task of discussing in story order all of the Doctor Who novelizations. I'm joined by Dalton Hughes and by Alison Fitzsafrey and we record our episodes twice a month. You're listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. Enjoy your travels. Video but since we were talking about being stuck at home, um, <laughs> yeah. a bit timely, of course, but that actually leads us into uh, the movie that we watched for this week, which is the 2014 New Zealand horror comedy Housebound. 
Your client has been through a number of these treatment programs in the past, and the results have been less than spectacular. Miss Bucknell is in need of stability. I'm therefore ordering an urgent report into the suitability of her mother's house for a sentence of eight months home detention. Gosh, that's high tech, isn't it? Aren't you lucky, Kylie, having all that fancy technology on your foot? Nice being back home. Some things have happened since I've been here. Things I can't explain. in this house, Kylie. What are you going to do against a hostile spirit? I'm going to smash it in the face. When you put an overactive mind in an inactive environment, there's bound to be complications. I need a counselling session. I just need to get out of this house. Oh, no. They've been doing this all week. Hold on. the spirit that lives in this house. What is your business here? So, are you happy to proceed with the story that Mr McRandall was attacked by a vengeful ghost? Yes. Righto. So, this one was directed by uh, Gerard Johnston, um, which is his directorial debut, and I don't think he's done a lot afterwards um stars morgana yeah, o'reilly as a woman sentenced to house arrest with her somewhat estranged parents uh and it turns out that the house mm -hmm. might potentially be haunted so it's it is a kind of like yeah the the description of a horror comedy definitely supernatural horror comedy is is really spot on uh yeah, yeah. so how did we end up watching this one uh, this one was the audience pick recommended to us by Madison Smith, and uh, it's probably over a year ago that she initially recommended this film. Uh, but as uh, as we always say, we'll eventually get to your your films when you recommend them, so we'll keep them coming. Um, but yeah, thanks Madison for um, Housebound. This is actually one that uh, I don't know what your guys' history is with it, with it, but it's actually one I had seen uh, a couple times before, and. Um, enjoyed i'm try. I, I tried for the life of me the whole time i was watching it like scraping my brain tried to remember where it was i first heard of this i think it was probably like a one-off kind of um it, it i don't remember exactly but i'm betting it came out of fangoria magazine i used to read the um um dr cyclops dungeon of discs column in there all the time which they got rid of uh, and it doesn't exist in the new rendition of fangoria and i'm a mm. bit depressed about that but um Hipster. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure it was probably one of his like selection of the month or whatever uh, for Blu-rays coming out, and I probably just picked it up based on that recommendation because I tend to I tended to like um, their selections, oh. and um, yeah, I have a feeling that's how I came to it. But anyway, yeah, this is one I really liked and, and remembered and, and hung on. Yeah, to, similar. So. I I had kind of heard of it or saw the. I don't want to say the poster, probably, you know, thumbing through some streaming service and saw it advertised. Uh, so I just, my first time seeing this one was maybe just a year or two ago on Shudder. Uh, but yeah, so this was one. And again, this is one of a, a little bit newer of a pick. Usually, obviously, we, we look at um, older films, but this one's, you know, 2014. So it's got a couple couple years under its belt. Uh, what about you, Ryan? Was yeah, this the first time? And I will always bring this. 
It was, and I want to quickly add to that. And now from now on, if I ever suggest a movie that happens a lot earlier and I get that line of like, that's too old for what we do. I'm like, oh, we did fucking Housebound. <laughs> um, we, we've done even newer oh, movies yeah. than this, we, by the way, yeah. so we do yeah, break our own yeah. rules. <laughs> so like, I will always, as evidence, because now we set it down on that's the recording. Right. Uh, yeah, no, this, uh, yes, this was a first time viewing for me. Thanks for the spoilers. I was going to save that surprise for the oh. viewers. No, it's, it was, uh, and it was kind of a fun one. I would say I, I enjoyed this. Uh, I didn't think I was going to. I was just like, ah, fuck, whatever. I'm just going to play something. But recently I've been watching a lot of New Zealand um, supernatural-based comedy yep. shows. Like, not just what <laughs> we do in the dark, but I've been watching this something. Yeah. Uh, I think it's called, like, Paranoia paranormal like something i can't remember what it's called it's some uh, new zealand cop show it's yes. like reno 911 meets yep. x files i know what you're talking i know so what you're you've talking heard about it. yeah i think i've heard of it too it's, the premise sounds familiar it's 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 fun like i would say it's kind of like a guilty pleasure so when i was watching this movie uh i got a lot of that vibe and i'm starting to pick up on new zealand humor and like how to deliver <laughs> things not just watching like taika watiti and just seeing like the joy mm. of a new zealander's sense of humor and how they depict that in their media has been quite the delight i would say and this movie uh is a good example of it i would say um, yeah this one reminded me a little bit in tone of something like Shaun of the dead um where you know there's yeah, there's some yeah, yep. um riffing on like traditional like the 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 mother in this one uh the the character miriam <laughs> yeah uh reminds me a little bit of sean's mom barbara in in Shaun of the dead yeah just with like the kind of little naive <laughs> did you know you know but uh you know a really fun character did we get a quick synopsis of this one in case anyone's not familiar with um um sure go i got ahead. one in front of me if i i'll go ahead and do it do it's it. a a would-be thief is re- remanded to the custody of her estranged mother who turns out to be correct in her assertion that evil spirits are afoot in their family domicile that's kind of a horrible one but anyway when some you lose some and you just google a synopsis but yeah so the the lead in this one is kylie played by morgana o'reilly and yeah she the the movie opens up essentially with her um trying to to... yeah house arrest in your parents home right that's leading me back to some of our pre-recording conversations. Like that just sounds like one of the like put put out put me in jail put me in jail I'm good like yeah it's just like oh my god I'd rather literally go to anywhere yeah. else um, and especially when you start to find out what the house used to be and how it just adds more to this theme yeah this mm-hmm. one has a nice kind of build to it where it's um, there's a bit of a mystery going on I mean it does have kind of your classic ghost yeah. story plot of you know weird things happening in the house you start investigating and discover the history of the house and then there's you know something of a a scooby-doo type you know oh it actually involves this person and you know so many red herrings there's so many red herrings yeah yeah i i think this works really well it does it does have tons of red herrings and the story always takes twists and turns in ways you don't necessarily expect it to go um but I think that's kind of what keeps the movie because it's actually kind yeah, of a like, yeah, lengthier runtime for it's a, it's over two hours long I think a two hours and two minutes or something like that. Uh, oh, two it's hours fifty. Yeah. Okay. Um, hundred and six minutes is what it says here on Wikipedia. Which, which oh, it's um, it's a hundred and fifty where I watched it. 
Oh, really? Sorry, sorry. Well, I said maybe with commercials. An maybe. hour and 50 minutes. Wow, good job, Hour man. and 50 minutes. Okay, yeah. It's 150 yeah, minutes, right. Eric. Lengthier for a yeah. Yeah, the kind of horror movie. I guess it's not technically a horror movie. Or not strictly a horror movie. It certainly has moments. Um, it does a good blend of a genre where you can't define it either one because it does a good job with both. Yeah, super, yeah. Supernatural I, thriller I think what comedy. works so well about it is it's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's really well developed, and the twists and turns never feel like... Uh, it, it, it actually does keep you guessing, and, and every time they throw something new at you, it makes it's a nice piece of the puzzle that makes it more interesting and kind of carries you into the next phase of the movie. Yeah. Um, and the red herrings yeah, that they did were well. Like, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, my favorite one is actually when they're um, going and breaking into... There's a whole sequence with... Uh, they oh, God, the, yeah. The... the I guess to really quickly sum up, like the the beginning part of it is is first the first thing is Kylie finds out that her mother, uh, who Joe Joe is talking about the character um, of the mother is is very funny and uh, reminds him a bit of the Shaun of the Dead mom and I agree with that. <laughs> the uh, um, mother thinks the house is haunted. She finds out of through a course of you know a couple of events that the house actually used to be a home like a halfway house for. Um, Troubled teens, yeah. For youth, yeah. troubled teens, yeah, and um, that a girl was murdered actually in her childhood bedroom, stabbed um, sixty-two times with yeah, a like carbon br- fork, <laughs> brutally murdered, yeah, yeah. Which that's <laughs> um, part of its like dark humor with that like, like they all like some. <laughs> sorry, I was just gonna say like the, no, the music, ahead. the music and the tone it delivered of this information is done seriously but it's clearly a comedic situation where you're oh, yeah. still laugh <laughs> like even though scene where she's peeing in the yes. toilet they kept everything <laughs> serious but she's like she stops to pee every time she hears a sound and it keeps was, going for yeah i was gonna well bring that up because than... that's really when this movie really <laughs> introduces the comedy is is this yeah. scene like yeah. it's pretty tense before well, that like you know her getting arrested and then having to move in she's kind of nasty and well i don't know they're them breaking into the atm machine and the opening true. scene <laughs> of her boyfriend <laughs> knocking himself out with the sledgehammer is. is pretty but, good yeah, and then she but, dragging just, like, kind of her tense it up. and yeah. then it's yeah her she's she's going to the bathroom and you hear you know liquid and but then the all music, of a sudden it just pause the, yeah. and then she starts again and then it pauses the, it just, the, it, you're right it goes on way too long but it works for some reason <laughs> And not in a weird well, way. Well, what I mean by that is being, it's the the pee itself is like a pee that takes way too long in itself because I keep adding to the joke. But right, it doesn't get old. It might get old for certain people. It's like, it's but like I the mean, Austin for us, Powers it didn't get fucking you know? old. <laughs> yeah. When they thaw them out. Right. <laughs> but like, sorry, Eric, I, yeah. I interrupted and it caused the tangent. Anyway, I think we were talking yeah. about red herrings and, and yes, we could yes. get there eventually. But, um,. Yeah, no, I think there's some some funny stuff. Her relationship with her mother, Kylie, and her mother, Miriam, are fantastic. Just the back and forth that the, the actresses, uh, was it Rima to Rima Tiwata, Atata, something like Wiata, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I would have. And, and Morgana O'Reilly, um, they really play well off of one another, yeah. and she, the mother, is just so quintessentially mom, like it just. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that she just, yeah, cracks me up. And <laughs> I, like, I like that relationship a lot. I mean, she even used her mom to divert. I'm not going to spoil too ahead of, but like 
a very dangerous suspect, let's say. Yes. Mom's like, I need just you to distract you. him. <laughs> How? What can I do? Just be you. And she's just yeah. telling what probably went on for like 30 minutes of like nonsense stories about local town gossip and shit. Why this person, this suspect just loses his fucking shit. Possibly literally? Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> kind of well, looked like literally. One of the great yeah. twists. Yeah, because in that scene, I, I totally buy that he he really had to take yeah. a shit. He was agitated to the point where... Yes. Yeah. One of my favorite early on twists yeah. in this one is you're introduced when when Kylie is first brought to her parents' house. And, you know, she's there with two uh, security contractors. And they attach her, her ankle monitor. And, you know, in most movies, oh, that would be yeah, the last yeah. you see of these two security characters. But in this one... One of the characters, Amos, keeps he becomes a main character in it um, because it turns yes. out his you know, when, when the weird haunting type, type stuff happens, it turns out that's that's his she, side business essentially, broke, or his side yeah. thing is you know paranormal type shit. So it, it's kind of a fun twist um, that was unexpected. It was, it was. Yeah, and Gerard Johnson um, said that his initial like spark of uh, what kind of became this story was he was into the tv show ghost hunters and uh, wanted to combine something like that with a kind of a haunted house story he said like the changeling legend of hell house and stuff was uh, an inspiration but kind of throwing like the amateur aspect of ghost hunters into like a situation um it like a real haunting type situation yeah. so yeah and um, i and like i well the nice twist about it is because he she broke she breaks her 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 sorry her anklet goes off like she apparently like broke like the territory or whatever which was weird but uh he comes to investigate they had that whole weird scuffle because he gets mistaken as like the ghost or the intruder and they just wail on him until you find out it's him and that he lives in the neighborhood and like right that one big moment where she's saying well my daughter doesn't th- believe it, but I think it's a ghost. And you think he's going to lose his mm-hmm. shit. And he whips out his tape recorder and he's doing a time and date. And he's just like pauses her and then starts asking the fucking questions a ghost hunter asks. <laughs> I fucking lost it. And I'm like, yeah. I love this character. The, and this is the, the New seriousness Zealand. that he gets about it. Yes. Is great. Like throughout. Uh, yeah. Amos is a great character in this. Like. It's the New Zealander fucking sense of humor in the way they do like <laughs> their characters are ridiculous but they, they take so much pride and seriousness in the ridiculousness like it doesn't throw them off track they're not incompetent per se but um it's fun it's well fun let's watch. be honest most of those ghost hunters are incompetent i mean <laughs> i'm sorry i'm i'm gonna get angry letters oh, gosh one, maybe but that'd be an honor to get angry letters i mean about nah, that. i just I mean, it's... it's fun it's totally fun but I've never seen one of those kind of obviously investigations where there wasn't a moment where I was like, wait a minute, that that's that's a leap. Um, mm-hmm. So I think they did a good job of capturing I mean, the best qualities in those individuals. Yeah, it, it, with the Amos character, I just thought it was kind of fun. Like just how normally, yeah, like the security guard people in that kind of in any other movie that opened this way, that would be the last you see of them. But nope, Amos is a huge character, right? Or the fact that, like, somebody who is in, like, a security or law... I was going to say law enforcement, but he's a security um, detail. The fact that they would even believe the idea that, like, oh, it was a ghost that made you break your your fucking 
monitor or whatever or your bracelet yeah but it's mm-hmm. um no oh, wait i'm tell me more about this ghost it's just like yep they happen to get the security guy that's also an amateur yep. ghost hunter so yeah and it's just it adds to this this nice soap effect he's just always so serious and i love the scene when he's hooking up the cameras in the house and electrocutes yep. himself yeah. <laughs> like, even after they like like watch out for that and he's like oh i got it and then like, yeah he's he's a good character um he's he's also like likable because he's so like sincere about it but yeah it's yeah, yeah the, the electrocution scene um, was kind of timely for me because I actually kind of did that to myself um, on uh, end of oh, last no. week. Yeah, <laughs> changing a light bulb in our closet and uh, not a light bulb, a light fixture. And um, I had asked Sarah to turn off the power, and she was on the phone. And I was like, "Yeah, okay." I flipped this one, and all the power went out upstairs. And uh, I was like, "Yep, that must have been the right one." Turns out it was not. It's old house. Different light fixtures are on different circuits. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was not the right one. <laughs> it discovered. <laughs> so seeing that in this movie, I was like, God damn it, I forgot about that part in this. <laughs> Good thing to look forward to in life. At least once one of, someone's going to be yeah. executed. Yeah, right. And like, well, I have to walk it off. Like, no, I'm good. But, I mean, and as if anybody who's <laughs> yeah. listening knows, we always do spoil the movies that we're talking about because we're talking about them. But this one has kind of a fun yeah. twist ending as well, in a way. Two? Yeah, it, I feel like this has, like, four twist yeah. endings. Like, I think it, it has you convinced in the first quarter of the film that it's going to be kind of a standard haunted house film. where uh, which, which has the clever thing of Kylie being trapped in the house, right, on house arrest. But... It kind of looks like it's going to go the route of mom thinks there's a ghost. Oh, wait, this used to be a halfway house. Girl was murdered. Girl's crying out from beyond the grave for help to avenge her death. That's what you're getting from most of what's going on until you get to that last like quarter of the movie. And it's going to switch lanes on you like four times after that. Yeah, um, like it turns it, like it, murder mystery. Yep, and then I'll get back to what my, my favorite red herring was, was that the, the murder... In the house, uh, they kind of peg on because they find a, a dental implant yeah. uh, that that they feel matches the crazy neighbor next door who possums, like skins yeah. possums. possums and yeah. hangs them out in front of his. Yeah, he's just kind of an old, old weirdo kind of hermit esque um, dude hoarder from the inside of his house as well. But um, so you know, Kylie and Amos stage this whole thing to break in and kind of prove <laughs> it was to get to get some evidence. It was him. Yeah. And it's it's very tense like situation um, where you know she, she's kind of creeping around him and it gets to the point of actually put, inserting her fingers into his mouth <laughs> to try and take out. the uh, <laughs> dental yeah. implant out or yeah out of his mouth um, and uh, yeah getting chased out of there and everything and, and there's this really tense sequence where you think Amos is gonna you know get it from this guy because oh this guy's obviously the murderer right. And uh, the guy's just kind of like, okay, well, you done playing spy there? Like, let me tell yeah. you the story. <laughs> and just, like, told out to be this, like, pretty yeah. normal just dude. There, you know, creepy, <laughs> like, now he's normal, huge and, exposition. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, and then he tells him this whole story about this little kind of, like, lost boy that was left with him. You know, the, the mother was, like, a girlfriend or a passing through kind of person. And this, this strange little boy was left behind with him and... um so, 
yeah, it totally changes the direction of the movie, and and um, which is going to happen again a couple couple of times still. But then all of a sudden you're like, oh wait, so it's it, maybe it's not a ghost, but we have Eugene living in the walls of this house, and uh, yeah, yeah, he, the- he becomes quite an f- interesting character, all in his own right, um, and especially I think the film works really well upon repeat viewing. Because if you go back to a lot of the stuff that's happening in the earlier, like, ghosty part of the yeah, movie, it all really fits well. with, like, what Eugene's doing later in the movie. Yeah, it, it and you can kind of see what, almost see him when he's not even there and what's going yeah. on. So, it's cool. Yeah. It, yeah. It's definitely a um, This is one, I, like I said, I, before we recorded, I tried getting my daughter to watch this one with me, but she was busy with one of her little projects, so she, she did. But this is one I totally let the kids yeah. watch. Yeah. There's some gore. Yeah, there is fun. some it's, gore it's here got, and there, It's got it's some, not, you know, a man's yeah, is, but most. But I mean, most of it is like played almost for laugh. Like especially that portion. Like it's uh, played for laughs, not for like gross out. I guess. But I mean, there's yeah, a scene where yeah. she gets stabbed in the calf, and he twists the knife several yeah. times, and they show it. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's you true. guys desensitize yeah. a certain shit because I'm like, no, this movie wasn't terrible. I just wouldn't say like, yeah, I'm going to show the kids this one. It was, it was fine. I'm like, what? My, my daughter watches <laughs> anime and my son's obsessed with Five Nights at Freddy's. It's nothing they haven't seen. <laughs> um, again, therapy bills of twenty um, years. Yeah, but, so know, it's nothing they haven't seen. <laughs> right, right. Going back to the no, things, I, like, I, I, I wonder for, what I've done yeah. as a parent that I might see repercussions for in 20 years <laughs> i think for your your daughter's yeah. age i think that's i think oh she's yeah she probably gonna that. be okay yeah. with this yeah. one yeah i think that's that's for sure she i oh I, I hope that she would actually find it enjoyable i think it's a enjoyable movie that would be a good one to kind of cross-generationally oh, yeah. enjoy yeah. So. <laughs> see <laughs> this is where i had the because today i watched it as well and um my partner came home and i was like hey you want to watch this with me uh, I said, I've only watched, like, 30 minutes of it so far. There was just a pee joke in it that I don't think, like, you would find, like, terribly funny, that it was great. But uh, you should be <laughs> able to watch this. And right after that, that's when, like, um, uh, her stepdad gets stabbed in the gut oh, with the yeah. shears. From oh, her. yeah. Poor Graham. Yeah, I kind of yeah. like Graham. We see him. I do. Yeah, Graham's, right? a, yeah. Graham's a sweet guy. And then you see, like... I, I love his, like, opening oh, up to her scene. He's just... He asked yeah. her to help him glue that thing together. It's like, now we just have to hold it until it sets. <laughs> How long? Ten minutes. <laughs> About ten minutes. <laughs> and then he tries so hard to, like, you know... Pour, pour his guts out or whatever about like you know i i know you didn't really have a dad and he's trying and then she yeah. just like totally shuts him down it's kind of like this whole movie you're kind of well, just that, like that oh, whole scene, the look on her face is <laughs> like, like the physical embodiment of cringe right she's <laughs> just like literally yeah. cringing doing this <laughs> yeah it's I think that's what makes this movie, like, at the end of the day, so, like, every aspect of it, no matter which kind of way it turns, whether it's trying to be kind of a ghost movie or a horror film or um, comedy or whatever, but everything is done incredibly well, including characters that you like and see a lot of growth in and care about, because, like, the the Kylie and Mom um, storyline works really, really well, and Kylie as a character grows so much throughout this movie, Um and yeah, just I feel like every aspect is how you make a really like great movie, whether it's going to be a, a kind of multi-genre thing like this or not. Is just that every aspect of it just works well, and it works well together. And 
Um, even all the twists and turns, I think there's a, there's some suspension of disbelief that's asked of you at times, and I think it totally is given in this case. Like, I think it's, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, um, well, a yeah. lot of the tense situations, like, they continue to be tense, but there's also the level of humor in there. Like, when she thinks that her... <laughs> like sticking the fingers in the guy's mouth. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> You, you literally took the words out of my mouth. Oh, is that where you're going to go for? I, yes. I, I, was, I, was, I was actually calling back to where we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, sorry. I yeah, didn't mean uh, to like, steal your thought. <laughs> he just stuck his... He, met, he metaphorically stuck his fingers in my mouth and took out what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah, there you um, go. But yes, that scene <laughs> where she... like The music is tense. The whole situation is tense. And she's trying to like gently grab out a man's fucking fake dentures who skins <laughs> possums and you just think the worst and it shows her going for well the worst possible situation and then at one point you see her whole hand in his mouth just yanking at his fucking head just like they, they won't well, fucking give with, i feel like there was gonna be like a polygrip fucking like banner especially at the end with of the, the build up to that too where she's trying to convince amos because she'd have to leave the property to go in there and so Amos is like, if yeah. you leave my, mm-hmm. I'm going to get dinged. It's my job. I'm not going to lose my job. I have to, you know, report you. She's like, well, how much time could you buy me? He's like, maybe 30 minutes. She's like, I'll be out in like, what, five or 10 or something. So she's building yeah. up mm-hmm. this, like, I'm going to sneak in all stealthily. Yeah, she's yanking at his teeth. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just pulling away. Which, yeah, is. And then he finally like spits out the teeth and he's kind of groggy. And that's when she fucking books it. And then, uh, fucking, what's his name again? Well, and Amos. A- Amos. Is it Am- Amos? Amos. Amos yeah. fucking hits up, walks into a fucking yeah, bear trap. trap. It's not even <laughs> yeah. the end of the suspension of that scene. But at the same time, you're like, what kind of Looney Tune fucking situation is happening here? <laughs> but I'm also and then instead sca- of helping him, she seat. sticks a, a a truck bed cover, whatever you call it, yeah, to uh, hide over him. him, yeah, to hide him. And takes I'm, I'm wondering about this well, property. Like, oh god, the... he's coming out of the house. Let's let's quietly drag this piece of equipment around to hide you. <laughs> yeah, and that's I think kind of the stuff I was referring to. And I said it, it does require it asks some suspension of yeah. disbelief at times, but it's often to it's often to yeah. get laughs and and well, I also you know well, I, I wanted but... to mention that. So, a New Zealand kind of horror comedy. Most of the time, if you're going to bring up, especially on this show, if you're going to bring up a movie that's, oh, a New Zealand horror comedy, you're going to be talking about Peter Jackson, right? And his early works like Bad Taste and Dead Alive. Um, Oh, I I went Taika with Taika. I keep bringing up Meet the Feebles (laughs) as one that we have. Uh, Yeah, I would even say some of of Taika's stuff, too. Like, What We Do in the Shadows horror comedy this yeah. definitely has a lot in common mm. with that but i was gonna say yeah it has a lot in common with, with peter jackson's early stuff as well um there's it's reminiscent of some kind of british horror comedy i already mentioned like edgar wright and like Shaun of the dead or even there's even some hot fuzz yeah. a lot of hot fuzz kind of feel to this too yeah, that, the humor in this reminds me of that mm-hmm. in a lot of places, especially when Kylie and Amos, like the scenes we were talking about where they're acting like the badass investigators and they're going to break into, they're both so obviously incompetent. Um, they, 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 I don't know, they crack me up, but they they to- both totally buy into their yeah. own bullshit too. Like Kylie mm-hmm. really thinks she's kind of tough and, and Amos is, you know, he's all business about everything he does too. So yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah, like, I... I... <laughs> Those are things I just kind of like it. it 
we, it's getting to a sample size where of different directors, different filmmakers, different writers and cast members and so on. Uh, we're kind of getting a picture now of being able to define some aspects of New Zealand horror, uh, especially like that the horror comedy, um, which you know compared to like American horror comedy, it's quite different. Um, but yeah, there's there's mm-hmm. just some things I kind of noticed in this one, like the the delivery of certain gags, and of course Peter Jackson goes over what? the top with the gore to get a laugh. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yep, the mm-hmm. gore and the gross like. Well, I was thinking yeah. about how, like, Amos is very similar to a Korg from, uh, you know, yeah. Thor Ragnarok. Like, just <laughs> like just a bunch of, like, information that nobody really need to know, but he just, he's going to yep. tell you it mm-hmm. <laughs> in a semi-polite <laughs> way. Like, the way he's talking about his ghost hunt and certain things. And I kind of, re- like, he says it with such confidence, yet there's clearly an incompetence there. <laughs> It's like, yep, this feels like a ghost hunter, like Joe said earlier. <laughs> like, feels very confident. Well, I, 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 I was going to ask this to both of you, but I already know Eric's answer. Like, but for Ryan, is <laughs> were you ever interested in the the ghost hunting thing? Um, what do I say? Yes, yes, and no. By that, I mean I did have friends in high school who when ghost hunters going out one friend in particular who's like we want to like we should go out and make our own ghost hunting thing and i'm like yeah sure 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 that sounds cool but at the same time like i struggled with like having a fear of the dark when i was a kid and i'm like i also live in a very dark fucking woods and like so does this so does my friend he lives kind of near me the nearest you get to a neighbor is like a mile or a half away (laughs) and it's just like yeah. Dude, fuck nah, man. I, I have a hard time watching it. Like, I'm scared when I watch this. Sh- I'm interested, but it's just like, nah, I can't do it. I walked I walked with him on the road one day, like in the middle of the night, and there's just fog surrounding us. The atmosphere us alone was everywhere. enough to be like, nope. <laughs> it was like, yeah, if something moved or something came near, and it's a long <laughs> stretch of fucking road at midnight, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to pick up the pace. Well... I'm just gonna pick up the now, pace. Now I know the kind of the, what I like about this movie, in particular, is the kind of the Scooby Doo esque kind of you know. You mean yeah. like the monster, the super paranormal? Paranormal exactly. isn't really exactly paranormal. Um, yeah, you know, I, I really like that about it. And with my question about like being interested in this whole ghost hunting thing, like Amos is, who plays such a big part in this movie, um. I, I know that I, I had an interest in it and thought it was cool. And then I just, I became a skeptic, right? Became a super skeptic about it. Uh, Eric, I know yeah. that you also shared that because we would look into some of this shit together. Yeah. I actually still have a healthy interest in it, but it's totally different from what it was when I was younger. And that is like, I was a little bit of a, a little bit more of a Fox Mulder, in, you know, like I wanted to believe in it. I like, I was so into the mythology and like kind of ghost stories and the way it's kind of ingrained in American mythology yeah. um, and kind of folk stories in the, in our uh, like, country like and even whether, culture. Whether or not you even believe in a Bigfoot where I would say most of the time you want to listen to a fucking like documentary about it. A freeze for me. Yeah, I like... mean, yeah, I, I, so I would say that's true for me as well. <laughs> it's like Mothman, um, let's do I it. Don't... <laughs> right. 
yeah, I mean, that, I think those kind of things kind of build our collective like cultural mythology or folklore. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, so yeah, I was I was super interested in it, but yes, I've I've become more than just a little skeptical. But I also think that there's something to it. I just don't know what that is. Like it's like I I don't feel like everybody's just kind of making shit up. Um, that you know, surely there are those that yeah. are just making stuff up. But um, I mean, nine times out of ten. To it. Nine times but out I of think, ten, it's probably somebody cooking meth right. out in the middle of nowhere. I, there are uh, a lot of those. I don't know, I yeah. Think I, I, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm still held, like still have a healthy interest in this in the topic. I don't necessarily buy the whole like, you know, return spirits of the dead angle, but uh, yeah, certainly I, it's I feel like I like your analogy there. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I've gone from the fox molder. I want to believe. I passed through the Dana Scully. Okay, I guess I have to acknowledge things. Now I'm kind of at the Agent Skinner phase where I'm just like, oh, I don't have fucking time. What? Who the fuck knows? What the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm a busy out man there? here. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Why did we send you to Ohio? I do get I do get annoyed with the quote unquote like people talking about the science behind everything and they're just watching them do very very poor excuse for science. Even this on device takes shows. batteries, so no, it must be scientific. Earlier, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But. Oh, the, I just charged this flashlight and it just died instantly. Or maybe you actually forgot to charge it and just assumed that you did. You know how many times I fucking leave the house going, I did lock the door, I right? A... I usually lock the Somebody door. Gets a... <laughs> I should go double check Somebody if I lock the door. Detector oh, I didn't. Human error is impossible Somebody in this situation. Somebody gets an EMP detector that right. you get like a PKE meter and it's like, well, what the fuck does that even do? Like, what are you learning from that? So, yeah, I've... I've become. Oh my God. Yeah. We're disappointing Dan Aykroyd. Sorry, just Dan. The I just galactic yeah, scale you know, right now. Honestly, yeah. That's okay as long as you drink my vodka. I don't know. He's kind of Kennedy. You drink of the vodka and you start to see ghosts. But yeah. But no, I, I would like to see more. Um, I would like to see regrets. more like horror and ghost movies. There's not too many where it's in the end it didn't end up being supernatural. Um. But I kind of like those. Yeah, it's, I always enjoyed that about Scooby Doo. Yeah. Honestly, you brought up Scooby Doo, but like that, it's teaching kids. Like my kids happen to be really into Scooby Doo right now, but um, kind of teaching kids like, you know, look into things a little deeper. It's not always what it appears yeah. to be. Yeah, it, like they overdo it, obviously, but that's the, the premise is nice. So, like with this movie, they sh- you first you think it's the hillbilly, then you find out there's a man living behind the walls. Must be him, and it's like, yeah, oh nope, it, twist! It's actually the fucking yeah. counselor. Yeah, the counselor, <laughs> the mental health who, uh, professional. Yeah, who was happens to have been a mental health professional at the halfway house and stabbed the girl to death because he could not get along with her essentially so, <laughs> so she couldn't help her in the she, way he wanted to i think she punched him in the face she and he felt kicked his ass according to a yeah yep yeah. yeah and then uh proceeded to stab her 62 times with a fucking carbon fork so like yeah in the last like quarter of the film we get a few like red herrings here and there where we change direction like we change from the ghost thing to oh the hillbilly neighbor the murder thing and then oh wait there's a man in the walls and then we get this short one i wanted to ask you if this one worked for you where dennis tries to convince kylie that all of this stuff is just in her head right um and I feel that was the only one in the movie that didn't really work for me. I never really bought it, but it doesn't right. hurt the movie in any way. Like it's, it's like yeah. it was yeah. there for it's a like, minute. I'm not buying this. This is this is this is real. Like I, this ha- I, you know, 
it felt well, more at least for some me of the like stuff it was really just his attempt to, like it wasn't trying to pull anything on the audience but more like here's an example of how this guy will even mm-hmm. gaslight her but yeah um, yeah but it it, it kind of like that could have been removed and it wouldn't have changed anything um you know it didn't really right. contribute to anything but, right uh, yeah well and it didn't well, it, it didn't adds pursue the... that for a long time yeah I would say it did add like a, a a sense of like for a brief moment of like I think that she like they did have that one moment where she went back to the wall she came from tore it open and there was actually just a wooden wall there no hole and it's just like mm-hmm. that one brief moment of doubt not even that was like not enough to push it's just like the fear of like what if everyone else because now the mom is kind of keeping quiet about everything and it's like this pathway of like is she going to be taken away like because clearly this guy has like some shady motives here but like Mm -hmm. is there that risk of being gaslit into a dangerous situation while everyone looks on because that part that part for a brief moment like i found that legitimately frightening (laughs) funny enough yeah uh, well in the scene where eugene attacks uh, Dennis in the dark when the power goes out. Um, yeah. You never really see. You see for a split second. You see the ghostly. You know his his covered in rags, <laughs> ghostly yeah. image, um, for a split second. But you know there, it, it could get you going back and guessing like, oh, maybe Kylie really did hurt him, whatever. But um, yeah. Anyway, right, it's yeah. just the, the interesting like twists and turns. I think it's all it's all great. One thing I did want to bring up about structurally that the how the film like works, it comes comes around for a circle and it's really satisfying. Is that the entire premise that's great about it at the beginning of the film is that you have this person who's not only going back into an uncomfortable kind of like family situation, but being on house arrest, literally being trapped in this house with a uh, you know a ghost, whatever um, is going on. And then in the third act of the film, literally being trapped in the house. Like, Dennis is outside. She is trapped in the walls trying to escape to the point where they have to, like, climb up through <laughs> and out the roof. And they still are. Um, so, I don't know. I, I like how it goes from, like, this kind of, like, quote-unquote trapped, you know, mentally trapped and all this stuff to, like, literally at the end of the movie fighting your way through the walls, inside the walls of the house trying to escape well, from it. and the way they showed Dennis as, like, a legitimate threat. Like, he was taking hits, a cheese grater to the face at one point, even. <laughs> yeah. But he was also taking out... The laundry basket. Oh, yeah. Uh, with the fucking... Yes. Like <laughs> but, so they're showing, like, a certain sense of incompetence, but still, like, kind of a weird juggernaut sense to him. Like, because he um he even kills like well he seems to have killed uh amos at one point you think yep and then like that was heartbreaking until you find out that he didn't die spoilers but um but just he fucking takes out eugene after you just find out that eugene uh was an all right guy stabs him right away and yeah. a funny moment where he's like eugene's like i know a hiding spot and he just puts his fucking like ghost blanket over him and just stands by a wall and she's like oh <laughs> oh that's i actually love that moment because it's like oh that's your idea like... yeah and then like you hear the sound and you're like oh my god i think he just got stabbed he fucking just got stabbed you just killed you i just started liking eugene yeah. and you killed him but then he gets yeah. fucking thrown off a roof and then he comes fucking back. Dennis, not Eugene. 
Um, yeah. It's like, holy Yeah, he's got shit. that kind of horror movie, like, unstoppable kind of killer thing going on. But at the same time, he's totally incompetent. And Well, to be fair, everyone, most people fucking survive this movie. I feel like that's just, in this universe, everyone is really fucking endure, like, endure <laughs> a lot of heavy hits. Like, Stepdad yeah. doesn't die from the fucking shears in the chest. Uh, you find out yeah, Amos didn't fun. fucking die, and neither and did Eugene. Eugene doesn't die because he comes back to save the day. I mean, he takes out Dennis at the end of the yeah. end of it all. So. They use the ki- ki- uh, what the carving knife connected to like electricity. Yeah, plug it into his A head. Meat and... fork, same thing that he, that he used yeah. to stab the girl. Like, yep. Yeah. And then blow up his head, because that's the only way you can fucking kill a person in this goddamn movie. (laughs) A man gets smacked in the face by a sledgehammer right away. He's just incapacitated. That's fine. Yeah. But it's just like, you have to blow up a motherfucker's head. Those New Zealanders are fucking tough. Say what you will about their comedy. Yeah, and the spine. (laughs) I like when she's trying to fucking pull it out. Trying to get it out of there. That cracks me up, too. Which means that Dennis actually fucking twisted it in there. Yeah. That's the only way that she was having a hard time pulling it out. And I feel I'd be remiss, as we're kind of wrapping up the episode, uh, to not mention a bit Mm -hmm. of a tonal connection, too, with another film that we reviewed quite a long time ago on the Video Junkyard podcast, uh, and that is Real Genius. It's one of the other movies where you've got a guy living in the walls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we haven't yet reviewed People Under the Stairs, so we'll have to save that one for another time, but... uh, But yeah, Yeah, it's it's one of the kind of weird comedies that have a guy living in the walls. (laughs) But... The type of the type type of fucking thought you always right. want to have, right? Yeah, you live in an old I, house, though. So yeah, but the that. walls aren't that thick, so you have to be very <laughs> skinny. Which I guess if you were living in them, you probably would be anyway. So, but uh, yeah. But any, I guess to kind of Gave wrap things up a little bit, uh, Ryan, let's start with you. I mean, did you guys see Parasite? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Good point. Yeah, that was <laughs> another. But that was more underneath. <laughs> we just keep fucking... That was, under- that was underneath, it. I guess. I was going to say... So, anyway, I mean, fucking Stranger Things and its whole entire thing, the first season, is the concept of the monster literally lives between the walls of dimensions. Fuck it. Yeah, He's going to find me wherever the fuck I go. There we go. And so this movie's, you know, connected to... You know, everything from real genius to Stranger, Stranger Things. things. So, so, Ryan, any final thoughts and a grade on Housebound? Um, I I enjoyed it. It, it was fun. Um, like I said, like this past couple of years has been this growing interest in uh, New Zealand mm-hmm. cinema, uh, especially their uh, sense of humor. Uh, when it, when exploring such topics, especially, um, I've been enjoying that. Uh, this is another one that I'm on. Like that's um, part of that list of things to recommend. Um, if you just want to have like a, a movie that is like a pretty good thriller, as well as uh, a, co- a good good comedic timing sprinkled throughout it, um, that only adds to the experience and does not take away. Um, it's like a sweet and salty situation. Uh, I give this movie an A, pretty pretty yeah. easily. What about you? Recommend it. Yeah, I'm gonna land uh, exactly in the same place. This is a great movie. Like uh, from from the first time I saw it, but I've it's only grown on me the in the subsequent viewings. And 
I don't know. It's it's got a li- everything that it does. It does really well. It's a good haunted house movie. It's uh, it's got good characters. It's never boring. Never really predictable. Uh, has lots of really funny uh, kind of dark humor, but lot. It's it's very funny throughout. Um, I don't know. It's highly enjoyable, and I don't think it's discussed often enough. Like it's not. It's it's one that I know I personally recommended to many people, but. Um, I was happy to see it pop up and uh, knew we had to get it on the show at some point just because I want to, you know, let everybody know if you haven't seen Housebound, uh, which hopefully you have now, um, because if you listen to this, we just spoiled the whole thing for you. But, <laughs> um, but there's a lot yeah, of you should, you should in there get out there. Covered. It's, it's worth yeah, checking. Yeah, it, it's, it's, even if you did listen to this whole review, it's definitely still worth checking out because it's a, it's a great movie. This one's yeah. an A in my book. Like, it's it's one that will... It remain in my collection for sure it's uh yeah. it's and i will continue to recommend to people it's on shutter yeah. and tubi so it's like very available no it is. and uh gentlemen this. i believe we are in full agreement i'm gonna give this one an a as well um i th- oh, yeah triple a. this was my my second viewing yeah. of it and you're absolutely right the second time you, you notice things that because you, you you know what twists and turns are coming so you know you can kind of focus on other things in the background and it really works it's very cleverly written um as you mentioned before great characters um really good humor the 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 new zealand style i think there there's something to really kind of analyze there more uh, in more detail when we look at some of the directors that we talked about and some of the styles and i'm sure we left off a number of films as well um from that very short list but yeah this one is is really highly recommended um somehow i ended up with a blu-ray of this i don't know how but i'm really glad i did uh, cause it's, it's a fun one. Oh, that was Eugene. Probably. He Eugene. lives in your walls. Yeah. Yeah. He so. thought. So yeah, that's, that's kind <laughs> that of, I mean, it, it's funny that we're all like absolutely right on in agreement. And I would love to know if any of our listeners are also in agreement or if you have any other opinion about housebound or anything you wanted to bring up that we perhaps did not mention tonight in our discussion. Uh, please feel free to send any of those questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms to the Video Junkyard Podcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod, or you can find us on Facebook at the main Video Junkyard Podcast page or our Video Junkyard Podcast group, as well as Pinterest, somehow Instagram, and a number of other sites. <laughs> and uh, if you want to... If you like what you hear and you want to consider giving a little bit back to help us make the podcast, we do have a page on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash podcast. Got any money? Uh, any donations collected through Patreon, we do go right back into the show to cover production and web hosting costs. Uh, appreciate anything that you could give if you feel like it's worthwhile. There's also some, some interesting uh, tiers for different uh, levels or a different amount of money that uh, you donate. So... Um, yeah, go check it out, and uh, we very much uh, thank you very much for listening and uh, your continued support of the podcast. Coming up on the Video Junkyard podcast, as we uh, always are going to post from now on um, on the website. So if you if you guys want to go to the Facebook page, uh, it's always going to be stuck on the Facebook page top post. It's going to be stuck top post on the uh, Facebook group as well. Um, if you want to shoot us an email, if that's more your thing, I'm happy to. Uh, you know, start an email list to send out the schedule as well. If that's something that people still do, um, not <laughs> that sounded kind of insulting, <laughs> but uh, I didn't mean it that way. I'm happy to help help out in any way to get the schedule out to people. Uh, so we are going to be posting at least four weeks ahead of time because uh, I want you guys to get out there and see the movies. Like in the case of Housebound tonight, uh, hopefully you guys had a chance to check that out prior to listening to the show. 
Um, so yeah, coming up in the next couple weeks, we are going to do a David Cronenberg takeover for the uh, next couple weeks of the Video Junker podcast. We're going to be checking out The Dead Zone, uh, followed by Cosmopolis, which will be another rule breaker because that's a fairly recent uh, David Cronenberg film. Um, probably around the same age as Housebound, actually. So, um, And then following that up with the... Um, 1996, uh, what is it, John Frankenheimer, Island of Dr. Moreau, which is Mm -hmm. kind of an infamous film in many ways. Uh, That is currently not streaming, so um, you have to run out to your local library or whatever and scrounge up a copy of Island of Dr. Moreau. It's definitely going to be worth it because that movie has a lot to talk about, I feel like. So So we hope you enjoyed listening to the Video Junkyard podcast, and please feel free to like, share, or spread around however you see fit. And until next time, I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. And I'm Ryan Stasko. And tonight we're going to leave you with the sweet, sweet sounds of Kylie's mom telling you nothing about nothing (laughs) as it echoes deep into the void that is our lives. Have a good night. Sorry, Jocelyn, what were you saying? Well, I don't know. I think it's been going on for years. <laughs> because I ran into the package save and I said to him, I said, how's things on the said, Oh, yeah, bit of a domestic. <laughs> I know, it's what he said, bit of a domestic. Well, that's what it's like, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, he's a right hand case. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but... I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep clear of the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash videojunkyardpodcast on Twitter at videojunkpod and on Instagram as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening, and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard.